Okay, got it. So, so you're doing about fifteen thousand dollars a month in revenue. And if you're doing that today, where were you exactly a year ago? Uh, a year ago, uh, we would be slightly around zero, <laughs> near to zero. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Amal P.S. He's a former Infosys and Edge Verve product manager. He's been part of the leadership of two small size businesses, enabled scale during his tenure with over 200% increase in revenue and better visibility. He's now a pro athlete, passionate about fitness, new ideas and designs, and is building tech to connect people and new age technologies at keto.works. All right, Amal, you ready to take us to the top? Yeah, sure. Nathan, happy to be here. Thank you. Professional for athlete, us. huh? Which sport? Uh, kickboxing and uh, fitness. Um, yeah, Amazing. short put javelin. All right, tell us what you're selling at Keto Works. It's K E I T O dot works. What's the business? Um, so we are having a no code automation platform, uh, primary focused on data automation and workflow automation for enterprise businesses. Mm-hmm. And what are these businesses paying on average per month to use the technology? So they pay on transaction uh, per month, it would be around $5,000 to $10,000 for usage. Okay. Okay. And that, that's pretty expensive for a no-code tool. You're targeting the enterprise. What enables you to sell at such a high price point? Uh, it would be the kind of uh, return which we can bring to the enterprises, mostly focused on the productivity, accuracy, and the lowest uh, exception rate, which you could see in the market. The lowest what rate? Uh, exception rates. So most of, the, most of the enterprise automation tools have a very high exception rates, which are hidden in the system. Uh, which means that even after implementing, you would have to spend quite a lot of money on uh, managing your exceptions, right? Whatever does not work uh, in automation, so-called, you'll have to handle with humans in between, which means it's no longer a true automation solution. So we look at having a real automation case for our businesses. I think that what ensures us to have a high price in the market. Okay, interesting. And then tell me about some of your customers, right? Uh, are, are these like you know enterprise accounts? I mean, uh, you have Thomas Cook listed on your site. You have the government of India, United States Mortgage Service. What are they using you for? Uh, so they are looking uh, using primarily for the uh, information extraction and uh, information automation side. Uh, so we have the product dealing with information in two layers. One is with respect to fetching information from different sources, right? Whether it is your textual or document or image sources, we are able to fetch information. Second is to ideally process those information and pass it on to any of the business ops, right? Whether it is processing your loans or whether it is validating the KYC or uh, whether it is you have to perform certain number of action based on the data that is available. I think all of these actions could be triggered within our platform. Are you selling mostly to fintech firms? You mentioned KYC processing. Yeah, fintech is uh, definitely one of our customers. Uh, BFSI sector, yeah. That's your largest sector is fintech. Uh, not largest, but yeah, primarily this is one of the growing sectors, I would say, and uh, it shows quite promising. And we are also launching a new vertical SaaS application in the same sector. Interesting. Okay, so uh, we'll get more of your backstory here in a second. But how many customers are you serving today? Uh, more than ten enterprise customers. Okay. And so can we take the 10 times 5,000 bucks a month minimum? You're doing like 50, $60,000 a month in revenue right now? 
Uh, no, we are uh, slightly above that. So we do have a lot of uh, production contracts in place right now. So we have completed a lot of uh, POCs, uh, paid POCs with the customers, enterprise customers. Uh, as you have, as you already know, right? Enterprise customers takes good amount of lead time to ideally start implementing because of the kind of security measures and the kind of contracting process it is involved. So ours is not a conventional SaaS solution. It is more or less an uh, enterprise licensing model is also involved in place, right? Your contracting process is slightly lengthier than an average business. Understood. But in terms of aver- like actually onboarded licenses, you, you're doing what, $70,000, $80,000 a month right now in revenue? Uh, so we have crossed around uh, 200k plus uh, in a year. That's what uh, where we stand now. Okay, that doesn't answer my question though. So in November, in terms of recurring revenue, how much did you do last month in total revenue? Uh, so we crossed uh, fifteen to fifteen thousand dollars across five. Yes. Okay, got it. So so you're doing about fifteen thousand dollars a month in revenue, and if you're doing that today, where were you exactly a year ago? Uh, a year ago, uh, we would be slightly around zero, <laughs> near to zero. Did you have any revenue a year ago? No, uh, we were having a very near to zero revenue, right? Thousand, thousand, two thousand dollars is where we are standing. Okay, got it. So you you were a thousand bucks a month a year ago. Now fifteen thousand dollars a month. So so you're scaling here now. If you're doing fifteen thousand dollars a month and you have ten enterprise customers, they're not paying five or ten grand a month each. They're paying like a thousand a month each or two thousand a month each. Correct. So we we do have two kinds of customers. A couple of the customers who have converted from a paid POC to productions. A couple of customers who are in production. So so we are at a stage where we have closed a lot of customers moved from the POC stage, the proof of concept stage to the production stage. That's where we are in. I think in the coming two years, we would cross a uh, million dollar ARR, right? So that's that's where we could see. Well, I understand where you could go, Amal, but in terms of where you are right now, again, customers are paying on average like $1,500 a month for $15,000 a month in total revenue, correct? Uh, not every customer, Nathan. So we have a couple of customers, two or three customers who are paying the Total license fees. So other customers have just moved from a POC to the production environment. Yeah. So they are in the process of ideally uh, onboarding into us in terms of uh, full scale uh, licensing. I, averages, we're just dividing two numbers. If you're doing $15,000 a month in revenue, which is what you just said, and you have 10 customers, we can divide, right? So each customer is on average is about $1,500 per month. Uh, yeah. So that would become the average uh, size of the customer uh, who is paying today, but it consists of two kinds of uh, revenue numbers, right? One is from the license fee, second is from your paid POC cost. So paid POC cost uh, drastically drops down the average uh, billing of a customer, uh, Nathan. And how much How much are the paid POCs typically? Uh, it costs from around $2,000 to uh, $5,000 per customer. One time or monthly? It's a one-time cost, uh, Nathan. I see. And 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 how? what enables you to move someone from paying $3,000 one time to four or $5,000 per month after the POC? Uh, so uh, during the POC, customer validates uh, whether the platform could handle the workflow. Uh, it could handle the information extraction. That's what the customer looks at. Uh, once that is stable, uh, the customers looks at moving a large volume of data. Right. So here, during the POC, it might be a minimal size of data. So there is one mortgage customer where we have made them live, uh, where they are processing around hundred thousand plus documents transacted every month. Right. So that means the volume increases and your license cost also increases. So the license cost is directly proportional to the volume of data processed in the platform. Remote teams are all the rage right now. In fact, many companies want to stay this way, even post-pandemic. And the reasoning's obvious. Hiring talent from anywhere in the world means you can bring on better talent. But the challenges are very real. 
how do you manage employees in other countries legally and easily? What about international payroll, employee benefits? What are taxes like in countries that are far away from where you're based? You need to understand all of this, including local paperwork and local compliance for all your remote employees. Now, two of the most successful remote companies, both GitLab and Zapier, have reached multi-billion dollar valuations, and they use a special tool, a secret portal, I like to call it, at remote.com. Remote's platform is easy to use for full-time employees, contractors, and your HR team. They help you scale your international team, your remote team, at a price you can afford. Now look, when I sign up sponsors, you guys know I like to get a great deal for our listeners. Otherwise, we won't run the sponsorship. Well, Remote has delivered. Sign up today and receive a 50% discount off your first employee for the first three months. Check out nathanlacka.com forward slash remote and enter promo code LATKA to get started. That's nathanlacka.com forward slash remote and promo code L-A-T-K-A. Check it out today before you miss out. Tell me more about how you funded the business. Are you guys bootstrapped or have you raised? So we were bootstrapped in the early ages. Uh, later, we had a couple of angel rounds. Uh, we raised uh, around $400,000 until then. And what, now, what year? Uh, 1920. So two years back to back. And, and, and $400,000 on a safe, I assume? Uh, $400,000 on equity. On a $20 million valuation? Uh, not, not $20 million uh, valuation either. So currently we are in the process of raising another round. So that would become our first institutional round. Sorry. Yeah. When you raised the 400,000, what valuation did you raise at? So I, I wouldn't be able to comment on the valuation as current rounds are ongoing. Either. Well, anyone that's looking at your current round is going to ask for a cap table and they're going to see what the valuation was in your seed round. Yeah, it was at 4.3 million. Okay. Got it. So, so you sold about 10% of the business. Yes. Uh, not not uh, 10%. I, did, I think over a period, 20%. Of the business so we had two rounds in the past so the most recent round was at 4.3 million dollar free money okay so you've sold to, right now investors own 20 percent of the business correct Nathan. And, and how much do you still own uh i own almost 70 percent of the business okay so you're you're the major shareholder here so why why go raise more capital obviously you get diluted where, where do you think you'll invest that to drive growth uh so first i think uh, we were trying to identify the product market uh, fit and where we need to spend the money so, so today we know where we can spend the money and that's when we started raising our institutional capital now. How much are you looking to raise? Uh, 1.2 mil and half of that is already subscribed. Oh, great. What valuation? Uh, so we would be raising at around 10 mil valuation. Does that feel high or low to you? Uh, no, the, it's, it's actually an a emotional feeling. Right? It's not uh, something bound to what do we feel. Uh, I think collectively we feel fine with the valuation and it's... Uh, Completely a win-win for both of us. Mm-hmm. And if investors currently own twenty percent and you own seventy percent, where's the other ten percent? So we have ESOPs, uh, employee shares. Uh, a lot of the employees, early employees, on a uh, good chunk of the company. I see. I see. Tell me more about that. What's the team size today? So we have uh, fourteen people in the team. Uh, we have six interns working full time. So that's the total team. I see. And how many engineers am all? Uh, Primary engineers and nine people are engineers. Oh, wow. Are you an engineer? Uh, yeah, I am an engineer. Very cool. Where's the team based? Uh, team is based out of Pune, India. Something so we special have a scattered. Staff. Yeah, we have a scattered team. We have a couple of them in Bangalore, which is a non-place in India for startups. And uh, we have a couple of them in uh, Delhi. 
Amazing. Something special is happening in Chennai, Bangalore, Pune. Uh, there's so many great SaaS companies coming out of that region right now. So n- nice work on the growth. Um, are you raising uh, the 1.2 million? Are you ra- is there a healthy angel ecosystem there in, in Pune and India? Or are you having to look elsewhere to find capital? I think uh, in India currently have a healthy uh, ecosystem. Uh, but at the same time, uh, people are looking at uh, US investors where their market is primarily US. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense. Talk to me about churn. Uh, these enterprise customers that are now paying per month, two, three, four, five thousand bucks a month, do they churn? Uh, so mostly for us, we have not reached the stage where we could measure a lot of churn because most of the customers are going into contracting for us. So we do not know whether how much is the churn rate because most of the enterprise contracts are for uh, two, three years kind of a timeline. Yep, yep, yep. Talk to me about, you mentioned you know where to spend money to drive growth. What does it cost to get a new you know, $3,000 POC? Uh, the cost to get a three thousand dollar POC is around three three and a half thousand dollars for us today. Okay, okay. So so you get a sort of instant payback on that, which means your only upside is if if they convert and do an annual a monthly plan after the POC, correct? Correct. the The cost involved primarily is in terms of uh, getting the enterprise onboarded with us, right? So so we have an uh, instant maybe break even. You could say operational break even yep. of the cost spent. Yeah. Very cool, Ma. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one favorite business book. Uh, uh, hard things about hard things and uh, shoe dog Phil Knight. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Yeah, Steve Jobs for many long years. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building keto works? Uh, there are many top of the mind, Whimsical, ClickUp, Notion. Click. Yep, ClickUp's good. Why do you use ClickUp? Uh, project management, easy to use, simple tracking. Any team member can understand, no need of any. And holding, uh, and and you're building this in in Pune, so your whole team in India uses ClickUp. Yes, correct. Did you switch they from someone it. else like Trello or Jira or Asana, or did you always use ClickUp? No, we we have been quite uh, tech savvy as a team, so we have used most of these tools uh, even at an early stage: uh, Basecamp, Trello, Asana, Jira. So whichever is the latest tool which adopts to the pace at which we are going, we we jump onto that and try to understand, fit in our yeah, that's what we do. So what do you like about ClickUp over Trello? Uh, I think Trello is a combination of Evernote, Notion, and Click and other tools which are available, Jira, right? So it's it's convenient. It could be used by any of the teams. So I think that's the most flexible thing. Trello becomes uh, something which is available at a higher level. You cannot go into the minute details of items. So Trello, you could have a good uh, quarterly plan or an yearly plan. But once you go down to execution, it's very difficult to track in Trello. It so you really, use ClickUp really because you can plan and execute inside of ClickUp versus Trello is more for planning. Correct. Very cool. All right. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, six, six hours. And what's your situation? Married, single kids? Married. Any kiddos? No. Okay. And how old are you, Amal? So I'm 29. 29. Last question. Something you wish you knew when you were 20. So I wish um, I could... I could have uh, read a lot more books early on, maybe on board uh, and mentor so that I could learn what I could do next in my life. 
Guys, Keto Works, a true uh, tool to help you automate uh, your data automation needs and scale. They've got 10 enterprise accounts right now, about a thousand bucks a month in revenue a year ago, now $10,000, $15,000 a month as they look to scale. They raised a capital, they raised 400,000 bucks in a seed round, sold about 10, 20% to investors, now raising a 1.2 million series. They had a 10 million valuation, team of 14, mainly based in Pune, India, as they look to scale. Amal, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you for your time.